We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com B-E. There are these tears just rolling down her face. And I'm like, how did I mess this up? <laughs> we spent so much time to try to, you know, recognize, you know, give, give a deserving educator this honor. And so I, I, I walked up and I said, how, how did I screw this up? You know, what's, what's the matter? And she still tears are rolling down her face. She said, uh, I never felt appreciated before. <laughs> Dr. Chris Jones here, and welcome to Seeing to Lead, a show designed to help leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their staff through intentional practices so that they create an environment where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from both teachers and leaders in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what teachers need and provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Hey, everyone. Dr. Jones here, and I'm so glad you decided to join us for this second half of Fired Up Leadership with Dr. Frank Rudneski. Look, last time he talked to us, we were talking about importance of passion and creating your own story. This time, we're going to get a little deeper with some specific strategies about leading with yes, having that personal mission statement to guide your work, and being that person you want to be around. Look, Dr. R is all about passion and bringing the passion into your everyday job and being creative while taking calculated risks. You're going to really, really enjoy this one. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get to getting better with Dr. R. All right, and we're back with Dr. Frank Rudneski, and uh, he's he's been talking a lot about how important it is to connect and to get connected with people, and and you can you can get better and improve and shore up your weaknesses just by reaching out to people and talking to people. And I couldn't help but think, Frank, while you were talking about that, the whole idea of we try to do a lot of things in buildings as leaders, um, and oftentimes even when we're positive and trying to build those connections. We have teachers and other staff members that pull away. They they uh, they push their chair away from the table, so to speak, that we're setting for people. And beyond the idea of the teachers who are the outliers, who are going to be negative no matter what you do, no matter how far you bend over backwards, and moving on from them, I'm talking about the ones that are close to them, that we really honestly believe that we can reach and get back into it and support them to re-engage them in the school the, the positive culture of the school, the values of the school. 
Can you help us out with that at all and um, tell us how you might be able to approach those teachers or ways you might be able to re-engage them back into? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you, man, dude, you are, you have, do you have a list of great questions and then boom, <laughs> just rapid fire them at, at us over here. These but aren't even any of the questions I thought I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, um, you know, another question that you've, we've all been faced with, you know, at, at some point. And uh, I tell uh, I tell my university students, I just told them today, cl- clicks start at birth and end at death. So if you think when you leave middle school or high school or college that it ends, it doesn't. You know, you still you still have clicks around your neighborhood, around your your workspace, around, uh, everywhere. So um, when you when you reach out and 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 they put and they pull away, I I just keep reaching and, and find something that appeals to them. For, for, for instance, uh, you know, if you want to play music in the cafeteria on Fridays, are you going to use my playlist or are you going to go to the kids and get their playlist? Because I, I used to tell the kids, Hey, uh, you guys want to play music in the cafeteria? Give me a clean playlist by Thursday, or we're going to have my playlist, Frank Sinatra and Bruce Springsteen. So as attractive as, as that sounds, they would always come to me with, with a, a playlist that they favored. Um, teachers, you know, I, um, when we, uh, you mentioned at the top of the show, um, I, I used to do a lot with technology influence in, in our school and, and our, our teachers were totally the, the go-to people for, for that. You know, again, another team, uh, another team sport. So when we, we were looking at different ways to turnkey professional development and different ways to deliver professional development, you know, you, you have to find something. There's, there's, there's going to be 2% of the people maybe that one particular way just doesn't appeal to. You have 98%, still got to hit those 2% because they're part of the team. So um, we used to find something that they were all doing. For instance, you know, you're using a Venn diagram. Uh, you know, you're drawing. You're still drawing the circles and everything. Look, let's let let's let's shoot that out with several of these programs that are avail- available to you at free. So you find something for that, per- and then the person, the light bulb goes up. Wow, yeah, that's a wow. That's a lot easier. We could get a lot more done. We could we could display uh, all the students instead of just a couple of the students. So it, it would work like that. And the same thing with climate and culture. It's um, you know, you, you find something, sometimes you have to go up to the person and ask, hey, Mary, what? I'm looking out at the faculty meeting and I'm, I'm on fire. We just had a video. We're eating Tootsie Roll Pops. Everybody's laughing and joking. I look and, and you weren't. What, 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 what's up? Well, do you want me to be honest with you? She said, this is an actual true story. The person's name has been changed to protect me. <laughs> but she said, you know what, Frank? I was afraid you were going to ask me to dance. Like One thing we used to do, we used to get uh, the new teachers. We used to announce them. This is a new teacher out of Wildwood, New Jersey. And then play the music. And now you have to dance down the aisle. She was afraid I was going to make her dance. I was going to ask her to dance, you know, and that would uh, have embarrassed her. I never, in my wildest thoughts of not trying to embarrass somebody, that I that that's why she was offended. So sometimes when you ask, okay, now, hey, we're having donut day. John, I, I noticed you weren't, you know, you didn't eat a donut. Well, Frank, that's because I'm allergic to gluten. 
you know, and there were no gluten-free donuts, you know? So sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, find a common, you want to find a common ground to talk to somebody about, ask them about their family. I think that's, you know, Hey, I heard, I saw where uh, your son plays lacrosse. Wow. I, you know, I used to play lacrosse. Uh, I'll check out. Is he, you know, when's his next game? You know, it doesn't have to be extreme, but it, it it can, it can be a a little conversation because you know what, when a lot of things that you like other people like, but then a lot of things that you like, nobody likes. So find a a common ground is, you know, somebody comes to you with, with, with 10 ideas, you know, heck, Use at least one of them, you know, it's right, right, right. Uh, heck, you know, you're asking for solutions. And a lot of times we can't No, we can't have two hours of recess. All right. We can't. But heck, you know what? Once a marking period, we can, you know, maybe not once a day, but but once a marking period, maybe, maybe we can do that. Or, you know, something like that. My first year as, as principal, um, the, I would say that a lot of this, a lot of the teachers had. I guess what you would call longevity, you know, they had, they had uh, mm-hmm. been there for, for a while and we were doing a teacher of the year and I wanted to make a big deal. If you were nominated, you know, I've never been, I've never been teacher of the year. I've never been principal of the year. I've never, I was father of the year once, but that was just within my, two, <laughs> within my household. Hey, take um, it, man. Take it. Yeah, I did. Dude, I did. I put a sign on the lawn. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so, so, so anyway, um, we wanted to, re- so we did, we recognized every teacher that was nominated. We put every teacher was nominated in a lobby and, on a big poster. We sent flowers and balloons to every teacher that was nominated. We had the whole student body and everybody that worked in the school in the gym for the announcement of teacher of the year. And uh, the, just so happened the person that was nominated and then recognized as our teacher of the year had been there for, for 30 years. And I don't know if you remember back in 1999, I don't know if you can remember that far back, but they had this tool called a DVD player. You could actually put this little round disc in it and it would play a movie and you hook it to your TV. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. It was the pinnacle of technology. What are you kidding me? Right. Between Blu-ray and <laughs> Blu-ray was that, that was decade. That was a decade or two off. But uh, so, so anyway, um, you know, we caught, we went to uh, uh, Best Buy. I don't know if you have Best Buy where you live. It's a, like an electronic store. And we asked them to donate. They donated a DVD player, but then the dude said, Oh, well you need this wire. Uh, oh yeah, and you need this wire, and, and you know there were like ten wires you needed just to hook the thing up back then. So uh, we, we we announced Teacher of the Year. The whole gymnasium is going crazy. Big giant bouquet of flowers. She's standing there with with this DVD player, and these ten wires are coming out of the box, you know, hanging down, and it it, it looked like she was in shock because she was in shock, not electric shock, but just in shock of the excitement and the whole gym filed out and, 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 and I look and wow. Can you wow. imagine 30 years of devoting your life to service being a difference maker? And it's the first time she ever felt appreciated. Wow. So keep reaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> answer your question. You, you, you have to keep reaching. 
and and gratitude, you know, peace, love and gratitude always win. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And, you know, it it really brings home the idea that it, and you talked about it with the dancing, with the donut and the the real story with appreciation. You know, one of the things COVID did is gave us a whole big viewpoint of you don't know you don't know what journey other people are on and what's going on in their lives. And it happened, it happened here where uh, an individual had told me they were talking about their department and they said, um, you know, they said something that we're really learning is who we're working with. And now we've worked with people with colleagues for like 20 years and you know each other and you talk about each other's families and things like that, but we compartmentalize things. We tend to, you know, keep our work lives separate from our personal lives and, and vice versa. And because teachers were doing so much with the live streaming um, and so they had to replan things, we all have, when we were in the classroom, we all had things we could fall out of bed and teach, right? We, you know, after you're teaching something for five years, yeah, you change it, but it's not that you're mailing it and it's just that you're comfortable with it and you can do it. You can compartmentalize what's going on in your home life and come in and teach and be cool and fine and everything's working. But with all this added pressure that we had from COVID, people really found out because they couldn't compartmentalize anymore. It would kind of bleed together. So if they had, if they were having issues at home, if they had a had a sick child where normally they could put that stuff aside and teach and be on, so to speak, they couldn't anymore. And I think that really opened up the idea that everybody's on a different journey and you have to reach out to people to pull them in. Because typically... These people, right? So say somebody had something going on at home. Say they're, um, maybe they lost just something really off the top of my head. Maybe their dog died that morning, right? Well, typically they come in and teach and all that. And it, you, you might find out about it later or anything, but it could be, and you wouldn't know about it at that moment, but maybe at that moment, they were the ones frowning at the, at the continental breakfast you were offering teachers. And you didn't quite know why, but it's because they were having a bad morning. Well, now- now you would know because they can't keep that in because everything's so raw because of how stressed they are, overtired they are. It just really brought home the idea that you have to do that digging that you're talking about. You have to ask. You have to just keep reaching out no matter how many times they say no. And you, you know what? You, you really, you, you really do. And that, that, that you're, you're spot on with that is that, uh, you know, we, we, we found out, you know, uh, we we not now know what we don't know, <laughs> right? Right, right. That's and and once you know that, you've got to you've got to do something with it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Better Leaders, Better Schools, who put out a great newsletter every Sunday called the Weekend Resource. This newsletter provides incredible value, sharing tremendous leadership resources from across a variety of resources. And I personally love the inspiring quote at the end of each weekend resource, because I can use it with my staff. Subscribe by visiting betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash weekend dash resource. I use Anchor to distribute the Seeing to Lead podcast because I find it to be the best tool to suit my busy schedule. Anchor has everything I need all in one place, offers hands-free distribution to everywhere podcasts are heard, and is free to use. I can use anywhere from some to all of its features based on what I need at the time. On top of all that, you can be mobile, recording, editing, and distributing all right from your phone. 
You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It's funny, and, and just an aside, you were talking about the music playlists and stuff like this. We play music every morning at Arrival, myself and the assistant superintendent. And I got to give him a shout out, George Farrow. He's he's great. What other assistant superintendent do you know stands out at 630 in the morning, rain, sleet, hail, snow with me and does bus duty directing traffic and welcoming students, talking to them as they come in, playing music for them. Um, he's my official photographer for Welcome Sign Wednesdays, and uh, he does the DJing of the music. But when he's not there, because something comes up, I have two music playlists. It's teacher's favorite songs and student favorite songs. So it just made me think of that when uh, when you were talking about that. Yeah, I I met him when I was at your school. Go figure. He was out there and and, and greeted us when, when we came in. And that was the day when the, the kids weren't there. Right, right. It's, you know, you talk about from the top down on the type of leadership and modeling, like I had mentioned earlier. You know, you have somebody like him modeling all that stuff. It's it's not a hard it's not a hard step to to follow. You you'd also mentioned another important thing about giving people opportunity and things like that, and not so many words. But one of the things, and this came up with the mentoring piece you were talking about this the or not the mentoring piece, the student leadership piece, is leading with yes. You know, it's so important as leaders if we really want to support and empower teachers. I think is is to lead with yes. If they come with, to you with an idea. I mean, sure, you can't do things that are, you know, illegal <laughs> or, or will harm anybody. But I find that the people, leaders like yourself that are out there doing this great work for teachers tend to lead with yes and then figure out how they're going to do it afterwards. Does that sound about right for you? Or uh, that it, it, it does, because, uh, I mean, we, we've all been there when we're, we're prepared, we're pumped up, we lay out an idea and the whole, whole room deflates. Oh, it wasn't. Wasn't wasn't the result I was looking for, <laughs> but it, it, it makes it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, you you know, and then one other thing because you gave me so much to think about every every time you say something, I'm like, oh, I, I want to mention that. Oh, I want to mention that as you as you're saying these things, the mirror piece that I had mentioned before about looking in the mirror and and um, we are who we see us as being. Do you have any any tips or strategies? you would offer as far as reflecting and kind of reflecting within yourself, finding what's working for you, finding what's not so that you can get a more accurate picture of who you are. So you can, you can throw out that imposter syndrome guy, that nasty dude that, you know, keeps trying to drag you down, but you can still imagine how great you can be um, with just fixing up what you've done or getting a little better step-by-step. It's, you know, it's uh, my personal mission statement. You know, I talk a a little bit about that in in, in the first domain. It's a, you know, self-management organization piece. It's, uh, you know, again, it's something I started when when, uh, around the turn of the century when I first became principal is is, uh, to, uh, you know, actually write down your goals. So at the beginning of every year, we had a theme and one year it was, there's no place like home. So eighth graders came in. We painted a gold brick for everyone. And on one side, goals for home. The other side, goals for, for school. And, you know, boom, there it is on your desk. There it is as a doorstop. But, but there, there it is. So out of that, I, you know, started uh, you know, doing a little bit of work on, on myself with a personal mission statement. And uh, my very first one was 
eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, you know, that, that long, but that's, uh, we all know mission statements like that. Um, don't get repeated, don't get memorized, don't get lived by. So I, my mission statement now is to continually fine tune the quality of my life and the lives of the people around me through commitment and hard work while having fun. And that embodies and encompasses who I want to be, who, what my legacy, I, I hope, hope that I'm, that I'm leaving because I constantly work at it and work towards it. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Stephen Covey earlier and he has a, he has a quote that goes something like, um, you know, failure at, or, or success at work doesn't make up for failure at home. And, and I used to tell everyone that when you're at school, be at school. And when you're at home, be at home. That's why, you know, one of our steering committees for climate and culture had 25 people on it, you know, <laughs> because all 25 people could never be there. But some of those 25 people could always be there. And that's how we and, and that's how we proceeded. So that reflection piece is, you know, me repeating my mission statement. And when I was principal in the school, I I painted it on the wall, 30 feet high. You know, our mission statement, one, one wall was the vision statement. And you look the other way, it was, was, the, was the mission statement. But it had to be something that people contributed to. We inspire lifelong lear learners and leaders was our mission statement. You know, and every person that walked in that building saw it. And if they didn't, I'd ask them, I'd say, hey, did you see our mission statement? And they would say, no. I said, well, come back out here then with me. How could you miss that? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, um, you know, that a personal mission statement is in line with every other organizational mission statement that I've been involved with, because that's, you know, sometimes we forget to be that person that we want around us. And it, it's important that, you know, that I, I'm not perfect as, as a husband, I'm not perfect as a father, I'm not perfect as an educator or a leader or, or any component of my life. But I certainly can improve on the type of person that I am if I choose to. And that's directly aligned with the leadership qualities that I, that I want in myself. That's awesome. For anybody that needs to hear it again, any leaders and any teachers or anybody, if you don't have a personal mission statement, you're missing out. You're starting behind the eight ball. I just think about it because I, I call it my just cause because mine is to improve the educational experience for everyone involved by being purposeful, acting with integrity and building character. And it just makes it so much easier to make decisions, to help people, to feel grateful if you live by those statements. So if if somebody listening to this doesn't have one of those, listen to listen to Dr. Frank and uh, make sure you get out there and, and get one that, that's meaningful to you. Yeah, and it's 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 just like everything. It's just like your life. It's it's a work in, in progress, and uh, you know uh, we're 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 doing things differently. If you would have told me uh, twenty years ago that I would have written a couple books, I would have told you that. Uh, well, I can't really say what I would have told you, but <laughs> it was uh, it, it would it would have been news to it would have been news to me. Because I was, I was never, you know, I was, I was never a great writer. I was, uh, I was never, uh, I, I, I was never a great student until I had to be. So um, I, you, you, you just kind of have to remember. You have to remember who, who, who you are and who, who you want to be. So just keep it, 
keep reflecting, keep doing, keep being, keep getting better. And that, that's who you are. Awesome. Now, that, that builds perfect into the last two questions I want to ask you, especially the first one, when you're talking about being who you are. So here we go. If and, and actually, these are the only two canned questions out of the whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, if you weren't a leader and a teacher in your aspect, too, because you're teaching at the university, who, not what would you be and why? Who would I be? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably be a professional magician. <laughs> now, see, I know you, so I know there's a story behind that, but you want to elaborate? <laughs> I can't even. You want to elaborate on that any? Or? Uh, of, co- of course. My, my first career choice out of the University of San Francisco was not education, but it was it was magic. And uh, when I was in undergrad school, you know, you, kind of, you, you get you get the grants and the scholarships and et cetera, uh, but still ha- had to work. So went up to the employment office and there were two jobs, elevator operator and magic shop. No experience necessary. So, you know what? Didn't see myself pushing buttons all day. So I headed down to Fisherman's Wharf and applied for the job and, 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 and got the job as a, a magician in a magic shop. No experience necessary. And once uh, I became a student of the game of magic. I saw a, a lot of street performers there at Fisherman's Wharf and said, you know what, I could do that. So I did it. Put myself you know, through undergrad school, came back with a degree in business and opened up a magic shop on the Wildwood Boardwalk in Southern New Jersey. So a couple of years later, right before I went into teaching, <laughs> I was handcuffed, chained up, nailed in a box and thrown in a river. I can't, I, I can't even. It's a, uh, yeah, too, I mean, it's a podcast here. You wouldn't even see the picture if I held it up, but it's, uh, there is, there's a picture in the book though, of fired up leadership. So uh, that that's worth hey, that that's worth the Amazon price right there. <laughs> that's why I was dying to ask you that question because I love that story. <laughs> it's, you know what? And, and I still do, I still do magic. Uh, I don't have quite enough time to do it professionally, but I always work it into, I work it into my speeches and professional development that I facilitate, et cetera. And it's always, uh, you know, the girls bring a new boyfriend over and uh, show them a magic trick. Then I show, you know, then I show them the chains and the handcuffs and, you know, the rest of that stuff. Not not embarrassing or awkward at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I would expect no less. You know, it's one of those things where uh, you know, I became, uh, when I became a student of magic, it, I, I did a lot of research and Harry Houdini's name kept popping up everywhere and uh, decided that I can, I can do a Harry Houdini stunt and, and trained actually for a whole year to be able to be able to do that, what I, what I wanted to do and how I wanted it to look. And, uh, you know, still something went wrong. The crane operator dropped me and spun around, hit my head, chipped a tooth, but I didn't drown. I got out. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> a win right there. <laughs> yeah, about that time is when I went into uh, education. Yeah, you figured you figured you had the education thing down, right? <laughs> it's yeah, but it, it's always been a big conversation piece at every 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 yeah. uh, every level of of my my educational career. So it's 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 that fun component of my mission statement. One of them, anyway. Hey, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this last piece is meant to to really kind of tie it all up and to be worth the price of admission, as it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting caught in a box and dropped early isn't. Mm -hmm. What's the most important piece of advice 
you would give to leaders as they work to support, engage, and empower their teachers? You, uh, you, you just, you have to keep taking those calculated, creative risks and um, bringing it all back to the beginning is that when you see someone that believes in you or you believe in someone and they look at themselves differently or they're taken to a different level that they thought they would never accomplish. And well, that's, that's your, you as the conduit to the community and the rest of the world is, is that that's your service. And once you, once you get a taste of seeing someone accomplish something, it, it, it changes everything. It's like, it's, it's like as a parent, you know, you go to that first t-ball game, you know, and you see your kid make contact for the first time. And you see, you see a, a raw teacher come through that building for the first time. And then they become a student of that game of, of teaching. And you can, the number one thing that I look for in an interview was passion. And I, I always knew that those other things we could teach the teachers, <laughs> but if you passionate about this as a career, then that's your calling. That's what my first grade teacher said that someday by the grace of God, you will know your vocation. We had absolutely no idea what she was talking about. We were six, but <laughs> that conversation hit me square in the jaw a couple of times. And once was when I walked into the classroom for that first time and nobody had to tell me that I was a leader, but I felt it. That was my vocation. That was my calling. That's why I could make the biggest difference in myself and the people around me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm meant to do. And so you'll know someone's meant to do it and you have to allow them to pursue it. Someone comes to you and wants to take a calculated creative risk, then you let them do it. I'm not going to lie to you. A couple of times, one time I let this uh, seventh grade science teacher, you know, fire off rockets. I walk outside and one, it flew right by my head, but I had to tell him the sky's that way, young man, sky's up. (laughs) But just that simple empowerment of allowing him to do that, you know, with the proper waivers and everything for the kids. But it was, uh, it, it was just, it, it, you, and you've had those same experiences. I, I, I've been to your school. I've, I, I, met, I met the people, some of the people that work there. You know, I apologize for not knowing this, but who's the name of the person that was taking pictures that day? Marcus Casey. That dude? Yep. is passionate about what he does. And it takes okay. one picture for you to know that. Yeah. Those are the kind of people I want to work with. Any openings at your school? Yeah. <laughs> they, um, man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> they, uh, it's funny that you say, you know, you talk about your, your, your teacher saying, you know, you know what your vocation is. And I had, it's, it's funny, some of our similarities. I had somebody say that same thing to me. And it makes me just think that, you know, we only hear a message when we're ready to listen. Mm-hmm. We have to be ready to listen. Um, I, I, had a, I had a high school coach tell me, Jones, because that's all he ever called me, it's Jones. Why aren't you going to be a teacher and a coach? And I, you know, you can only fight your vocation, so to speak, for so long. But eventually you come around in life usually and you hear it and it speaks to you. 
And then, then you get that passion that you're talking about. It, it, it's, it's, it's magical, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, I'll tell you what, nothing feels more right when you find out what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it takes a while, but you know, that's, uh, that's, it's, it's so important, uh, you know, at, at your level and even in the middle school to give kids those experiences and to, uh, we talked about the Ron Braithwaite, Braithwaite story earlier to see people like you that are similar to you, that you can connect with doing something that you're passionate about so that you're not uh, afraid to attempt that, you know, that, that creativity that, that works towards your passion. Hey, you've said, a ton, Frank, as as I figured you would. And, it, and it's all it's all got incredible value on so many levels. How do people get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out and get in touch with you if somebody wants to somebody wants to hear more, talk about more or wants to what I what I should say? Let me let me slow that down a little bit when they want to buy your book, because I'll put I'll put the links in the podcast. And, and folks, if you do anything, seriously, pick up this book. It's it's an excellent book and I couldn't recommend it more. But uh, how do they how do they reach out and get in touch with you? Well, th- thank you for your kind words, and uh, I got to give you a plug too. I can't wait for those of you those of you that don't have social media. You know, Dr. Chris Jones just finished his manuscript, so that should be coming out in a couple of months, I would assume. Uh, get a hold of me. Uh, you can uh, social media uh, direct message me or hit me up at Dr. Frank Rudd, D R F R A N K R U D on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my website is inspire-leadership.com, or uh, you can email me at frankroneski at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, seriously, thank you very much for today. This has been great. I've learned so much just listening to you, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you again sometime. Thank you, sir. Peace and love always win. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at Dr. C.S. Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog. Continue to improve and go have a successful week. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E.